Okay, so close the gap. Everybody say close the gap. We've been talking about this for a few weeks now. And has this impacted anybody's life in significant ways? I love it. I love seeing people grab hold of this because this is not a series for you to listen to. This is a series for you to grab hold of and take action. This is a series to say, all right, Holy Spirit, come and do something in my life I've never seen you do. Empower me, embolden me to close the gap. Because as we've walked through this exercise, we all have gaps in our lives, right? And uh, we walk through this whole wheel of life exercise. Some of you have missed that. If they got that on the screen, they can do that. I, don't, I didn't ask for it, so they might not have it ready. But we've walked through this wheel of life exercise, and we've identified these areas of our life on this wheel. And we've said, you know what? Let's, let's rate them from zero to 10, and let's find out where the gaps are in our lives. Because we, we want to be at a 10 in every area, not that we're all ever going to be perfect, but that's where we want to be. There it is. And so zero to 10. And so we, we rated ourselves and we kind of acknowledged where we're at. And what we saw is we all got gaps. Look at somebody say, you got gaps. I didn't ask you to tell your spouse what their gap was. I just said, you got gaps. And so then when we fill it in and we get this, no, that was good. You can keep that up there. When we get that image, that shows us, like, if you imagine that wheel rolling down the road, what's that going to look like? I don't even know if that sucker's going to roll. And so that's how some of our lives are. We're trying to roll through this life, but we are disadvantaged because we have not closed the gaps of our lives. And so we, first we've got to acknowledge them, but then we've got to say, okay, how do we close those gaps? And we're going to get very practical today. Uh, I'm going to close out this message today with an exercise with those sheets that you have. Don't worry if you don't have one, we'll get you one in your hands a little bit later. Um, but we're gonna close this out and really help do some work here to let the Holy Spirit come into that and begin to bring freedom. Because freedom is in this place. Does anybody believe that? Is freedom in this place? If so, say yes. yes. So we all have gaps. So uh, I, I've, I have gaps in many, area my, many areas of my life. My wife could give you a list. Um, but one particular gap that I've had ongoing is, uh, does anybody else in the room hate push-ups? Anybody, any other push-up haters? Okay, good. Um, so I've always hated push-ups. High, in high school and college, I played basketball. I dislocated my shoulder my senior year and then multiple times during college. And so then I ended up having to have shoulder surgery. I got this nice three-inch uh, scar on my shoulder. And so I hate, I just, like, I might dislocate my shoulder if I did a push-up, right? That's my fear. It's real, okay? Um, <laughs> And so then I got into CrossFit and I was doing CrossFit and I started crushing it. I was like, this is, I even did handstand push-ups. I was like, what in the world? And it was awesome. And then I got injured and I got injured again and injured again. And then I went on vacation in the summer and then I was like, oh my gosh, it's been a year and a half since I've worked out. Wow. So the beginning of this past year, I got into Orange Theory. I'm going somewhere with this. Uh, anybody else do Orange Theory? Anybody? No. Nobody in the room. Okay. Summit up there. You should check it out. It's awesome. So I got into Orange Theory, and then I had a, just a minor injury. It wasn't even a big injury. And then I went on several trips through the summer. Because uh, I, I got into Orange Theory, I was like, I can do push-ups again, awesome. And then, da, 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 and I was like, I hate push-ups again. <laughs> so I do these calls with like business owners, entrepreneurs. And so I'm on one of these calls last week. And somebody's like, I've been doing this push-up challenge. I was like, crap, I know where this is going. <laughs> 100 push-ups a day for 30 days. Yes. It's a push-up challenge. 
So of course it comes around and he says, all right, who's, who's gonna do it with me? And so everybody's like, yes, yes, yes. I'm leading the call. I'm like, crap, I have to say yes. That's what I'm thinking. And so I said, all right, I'm in. And so I've been doing push-ups for like, I don't know, a little, about a week and a half, right? And I hate them. But something funny happened. And I'm not kidding you. Like I started with sets of five. Alfonso, don't make fun of me. I see that judgment in your eyes. Mr. Athletic Trainer. Um, sets of five, man. I was like, I'm gonna crush these. It took me all day, but I got sets of five. I pushed them out. And who's over there doing push-ups? Rory, come on now. Roy's doing push-ups. Get a camera on that, goodness. Um, so sets of five, then I got sets of 10, and then I started squeezing in some sets of 15, and yesterday I crushed sets of 20, and I was like, woo, I'm on top of the world. What happened? I began to close the gap, right? Between where I was, I hate push-ups, to sets of five, to sets of 15, the sets of 20. Jordan was talking to me this week. He was on a different call, one of our core group calls. And he's like, I'm gonna do sets of 50. I was like, if only I could. So like, maybe I'll get to sets of 50. But I started closing the gap, right? Here's the thing. We all have gaps in our lives, whether it's physical or otherwise. And the question is not if we can close the gap. It's if we will make a decision to do it. And if we will put in the work to do it. Allow the Holy Spirit to help us in that. It's not a, it's not a question of if I could do push-ups. It's a question of will I do them every day for 30 days? And kind of a little confession time. I missed a day in that first week and my boys ripped me up when I got on that call. And so now I'm back on and now they put a consequence in. So I won't tell you what it said, but like, I'm not going to do, I'm not missing the day. I'll just tell you. So I just thought I'd you know, throw this out there because some of you may have a gap in physical fitness or like you might hate push-ups like me. Does anybody want to just say, you know, just declare today, hey, you know what? I'm going to do a push-up challenge. I'm going to do 100 push-ups a day for the next 30 days. Come on, who wants to man up and say, I'm going to do it? Look, I'm getting a pretty good room. I'm getting a pretty, that's, that's pretty, like some of you delivery. All right, let's start right now. Everybody get down. Like if, if you're doing this, like see, you can never leave the side of a decision without action. So if you just raise your hand, come on, we're doing push-ups. Give me five or 10, all right? Let's do it right now. One, two. Come on, cheer them on, cheer them on. Alfonso, if you just did 50, don't even tell me. All right, you can get, very good. Come on, give it up for him. I didn't say 50, ladies. Come on, look at him up here in the front. Everybody say, close the gap. You've got to make a decision. You've got to say, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to talk about this. I'm not going to dream about this. I'm actually going to do something. Because faith without works is. Tyler, you just got up. How many did you do? Did you just knock out 100? What, what did you get? 80? I want, I want to be like Tyler when I grow up. Sorry, Alfonso, he's my new role model. <laughs> I'm sweating up here. So people close the gap every day. In fact, let, let's just test this a little bit. How many had a gap in your marriage where it was and where you wanted it to be, but you said some prayers and you took some massive action, maybe you did some counseling, maybe you got some help, you worked on yourself. And how many of you seen yourself close the gap in your marriage? Just raise your hands. Look around here, look around here. How many of you had some gaps in your physical health and you made some decisions, eating healthier, exercising, and you closed that gap? Just raise your hands. 
happening every single day. How many had a gap in your business or your income and you made some decisions and you did something about that and you closed that gap? Just raise your hand. So you don't need to look any further than down your row for inspiration and for a reality check that you can close the gap. And as pastor has been ministering to us the last couple of weeks, it can change now. But you have to believe that it must change now. And then you have to believe that I must change it now. It's gotta go from a could, coulda, shoulda, woulda, to a must if you actually want change to happen in your life. And that's what we've been talking about in this series. So when you start to dive into scripture, you you see a lot of truth in the word of God that God has given you the power to bring change. The power, he's given you the power to get wealth. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is living on the inside of you. All the wisdom and might and power of God resides in the church, he says. God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. He's given you that power. The question is, are we using that? How, how do we close the gap? So let's get really practical today. If you want to turn to Romans 12, you can. It'll be on the screen. And uh, I'm going to kind of, Pastor started this last week. I'm going to kind of push in. If you were here last week, he's like, I got this great illustration. I never got to it. And I totally get to do it today. So it's going to be fun. Um, Romans 12, 1 and 2. Let's read this. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not, everybody say, do not. Look at somebody and say, you need to stop that jump. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then, everybody say then. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now, before I push into some practical steps that I see Paul revealing in these verses, let me just highlight a couple things. Number one, your life is your worship to God. Not a song. I mean, as amazing as this worship is, and as anointed as the worship was this morning, like that's not, that's not alone your worship. Can you during worship and anointed time like that offer your body as a living sacrifice to God? Yes. But what is your true worship? Your body, your life is your worship to God. So that wheel of life that we put up there, get this now, closing those gaps is not optional. Closing those gaps is your worship to God. Because God did not create you for a mediocre life. If Todd Avery wants his life to be a reflection of the glory of God, can Todd Avery make a decision to say, well, I'm okay with a two in my marriage and I'm okay with a three in my health and I'm okay with a four in my finances? Or does Todd Avery have to make it a must? Michael Todd. That's right. Michael. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Old habits die hard. Was- Michael. There's this backstory that it's Michael. Michael has to make a decision and say it's not an option. It's a must. Because if I don't, I am limiting the glory of God that can flow through my life. 
If I don't close the gap, people are gonna look at my life and say, well, his God can't close that gap for him. Guess he can't close it for me. If they look at Michael's life and they say, well, he's not very happy. He's kind of grumpy all the time. Is his life bringing glory to God? No. No. So some of you have looked at that circle of life or as you think through the gaps in your life and you've made it optional. I want to delicately tell you, stop it! (laughs) Stop it! Because God created you to be an expression of his glory in the earth. John 10, 10. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come to bring life and life more abundantly. I love what the... uh, the voice translation, it's a paraphrase. It says, the thief approaches with malicious intent, looking to steal, to slaughter and destroy. See, some of us have downplayed what the thief's trying to do in our lives. You think living at a three is okay. It's not okay because if you're, if you're not living, you're, if you're not living, you're dying. So that three is really on your way to death and destruction. It's not just mediocre. It's not just okay. It's already setting the course towards the malicious intent of the devil to steal, to slaughter and destroy. But it says, I came to give life with joy and abundance. So did God come for you to live a life of destruction or a life of abundance? Which one? Did he come for you to live a life of destruction or a life of abundance? Which one? It's a choice. And it can't be an option. Now, the other thing I want to tell you is, and this is good news for us out of these verses, is do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, God's desire for your life is not to stay where you're at. His desire, his design for your life is transformation. I mean, you're good, but you're not there yet. I love what Paul writes in Philippians. He says, not that I've already obtained all this or I've already been made perfect, but I press on towards the mark of the high prize for which God has called me. I'm mixing several verses there, but you get the idea. His desire His will for your life is that you be transformed more and more into his image. And so you can't stay where you're at. Look at somebody say, you can't stay there. Now, when you really break it down and you get to conform or transform, that's where the choice comes, right? And it is a choice. I mean, to conform is easy. You can be lazy and you can point fingers of blame at other people. James, all day, if he wants to conform to the pattern of this world, he can be like, yeah, those people over there, they do cardio, but I'm just going to lift weights and not do cardio. (laughs) If you're not on Facebook, you don't, but yeah. Like you can point fingers of blame all day. You can blame your spouse for your crappy marriage. You can blame McDonald's for not having healthier options for your bad food choices. You can blame the lack of air conditioning, the compressor is in, side note, 
Pray that it gets installed this week. Hallelujah. Let's have a little prayer meeting right now. Jesus, thank you for good air conditioning. So you can blame your lack of focus or your lack of dialing in today to, oh, it's too warm in the room. You can do that all day and it's easy. And if you do, let me tell you something, you'll fit in with the rest of the world really, really well because the world lives through blame and pointing fingers of blame and not taking responsibility. But are you gonna blame people or are you going to take responsibility? See, I can't choose that for you. You have to make a choice. So let's push in here a little bit because I see in these verses three steps that can help us close the gap. Does anybody, let me just check, does anybody wanna close the gap in your life? Okay, now when you saw that wheel up there and all, and some of you have done the work, some of you haven't, but that's okay. Like if you think about your life right now, I want you to zero in on one area where there's a gap between where you are and where you want to be, can, can I, I mean, I can almost see it over there where I want to be, but it's so far that there's this gap and I want to close the gap, but how, how, how do I get from here to where I want to be? And so three steps, and I, I've heard this taught actually, and then when I, I these scriptures and Pastor and I are having some conversations and these verses just took this to a whole nother level because it's God's design, it's God's will. So the first step, number one, get leverage. See, leverage, I've got a nice little definition here before I walk down there. Leverage is we can exert little effort to create massive change. Everybody say that. Say little effort, massive change. So... Um, Perfect example here on the front row. James, come here, buddy. Could you uh, move that pallet of bricks, Mr. Weightlifter, Powerlifter? Just, just kind of lift it up there, bro. Are you? Do not hurt yourself. I'm not taking you to the hospital today. Can you? Maybe he was the wrong guy. Oh, he, he, I saw, oh, 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 oh. Okay, okay, that's enough, James, it's enough, it's enough. He did, he did deadlift like 340, repped it out yesterday, the other day, so. But James, as hoss as he is, is not gonna be able to move this. Hey, Sarah, come here, come here, Sarah. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Could, could you uh, move that for me? Don't hurt yourself. No, no. <laughs> Thank you for the attempt. So if we've got something, listen, does anybody got something weighty in your life right now? Like when you identify that gap, does it feel a little bit overwhelming? Does it feel a little bit like you're asking me to close a gap that there's no way in this earth that I can close that gap? Seems impossible. Seems beyond what you're capable of. You know what you need? Just need a little leverage. Just need a little bit of leverage. Because when you get the right leverage, Then she's like, did I do that right? Oh, I gotta let go of that? There it goes. I mean, I mean, I mean, push-ups was harder than this. 
See, James, what you got? I mean, from where I am to where I want to be with very little effort. You need leverage. And Pastor pushed in on this a little bit last week, but how, how, how do you get that leverage? Two ways. Number one, recognize that if you do not change now, if you fail to change now, it will result in immediate, massive, unbearable levels of pain. You want leverage in your life? Recognize the pain that it's going to create if you don't change. If you continue to say it's an option for me to get from here to there. Where's your marriage going to go? What example is your kids going to see? What's your retirement going to look like? How will you be able to leverage your life for the sake of God's kingdom? How many people, back to the example with Michael, if he makes those things optional, how many people will not make it to heaven because he does not step up and close the gap? Now, your leverage may be different than my leverage, but you've got to find the leverage. And you've, that's one way to do it. Find the pain. Find the pain. Because some of y'all, if you, if you keep eating the way you're going to eat, like it's not looking good for you. Some of y'all, if you keep being in that marriage the way you've been in that marriage, some of you young adults, you keep living your life and doing what you want to do, when you want to do it, how you want to do it, and coming into church and going through the motions and talking a good talk on a Sunday morning or Sunday night, but you don't change the way you're living, guess what? The end's not going to be good. Some of you in your career, you've been pointing fingers of blame and making excuses. Go ahead and play that out. If you continue to do what you're doing, find the pain. Anybody feeling warm and fuzzy right now? No, because it's real, isn't it? You know that if you don't make some changes, if it doesn't become a must, you know where it's gonna lead you. Now the other side, it's a little bit fun. If you want to find leverage, this is the other way to do it. Recognize that if you do change this now, it will bring immediate or massive, extraordinary levels of pleasure, satisfaction, and fulfillment. So if Michael has some gaps in his life that he wants to close, and he's got a three in his life, and he wants to go to a 10, Start thinking about what a 10 looks like. Start envisioning that. Start painting the picture of that. Start to imagine the lives that are going to be touched. Sherry, you got calling and destiny on your life. You want to, you, see, your why is going to, I don't know. You've experienced some pain in your life, right? But if you find the satisfaction fulfillment of fulfilling that calling, there may be some things that you closed the gap on because you found a why that was bigger. Because there's thousands attached to your destiny. So her destiny can't be optional for her because it's not just about her. And so that's how you can get leverage. Now, 
once you get leverage, you gotta go to step two because it's not enough just to get leverage. It's not enough just to know something. Step two, I'll get the, the language right. You've gotta break the pattern. You've literally got to make a decision to say, oh wait, let me give you this real quick. Because when you look in that verse, you gotta find the leverage, right? So what is the leverage that Paul depicts for us in that verse? At the end of the verse, verse two, you see that it, he says, then, everybody say then. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. How many wanna know what God's will is? Yeah, he got a big why. Satisfaction, fulfillment. He said, if you wanna get that, here's your leverage. You, if you will be transformed and stop conforming, you will be able to test and approve. You will be able to know with certainty the will of God. But then you've gotta bring it back to your life, right? What is this one area that you've pushed in on, right? With this one area, what's your leverage? It may be a very spiritual thing, like what Paul identifies. It may be a very natural thing, like you wanna to live to see your kids walk down the aisle in a wedding or graduate college or to play with the grandkids. It may be because you know that God's called you to finance the gospel and you're not making enough money to fulfill that calling on your life. But you've got to find your leverage. And then you get to step number two, which is identify and destroy the old broken pattern of thinking. See, we all have patterns, just like what it talks about in that verse, conforming to the pattern of this world. See, the pattern of this world is the mother of all limiting patterns, right? Like you, you wanna know a pattern that's gonna hold you back, that's gonna limit you? Yeah. So this is how, how it plays out. Like if you've got a, a limiting pattern in your life, Mary Alfonso. So, I said, go over there and hold on to it. Hold on the pallet. Your limiting patterns, this is what they're doing, right? Like, go ahead, hold on to it. Like, keep me from pulling it. Yeah, yeah, there you go, hold it back. See, this, like, this is, like, daggone, he's strong. <laughs> like, before it was easy, but see, if you don't break the patterns in your life that are holding you back and limiting you, you're never gonna be able to get from here to there. Come on. And so, Paul identifies, hey, the pattern of this world. Can I just tell you something? Every pattern in your life that is not serving you, it's not from God. It's from this world. And see, we've all got patterns. Some are serving us, right? Um, patterns like eating healthy, exercise. Patterns like I've submitted my life to Jesus Christ. He is my Lord and Savior, and I'm gonna pursue him. That's, that's a good pattern. Then we've all got patterns that are maybe holding us back and hindering us, right? Patterns like hanging around negative people. Gossip. Patterns like thinking I'm not worthy of love. Patterns like thinking I'll never have a great relationship. I'll always be overweight. These limiting kind of patterns. So there, those things can be holding you back. But then there's some patterns in your life that they're leading you down a path to destruction. There's a verse in the Bible that talks about there is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it leads to death. The message translation um, says that a little bit more plainly. It says there's a way that seems harmless to a man. And then it says, 
look again. Look again, it leads straight to hell. I'm asking you today to look again because you got some patterns in your life that you've been okay with and they're not. Some of them you're like, okay, they're just holding me back. But some of them aren't just holding you back. They are pushing you straight down a path to hell. Because that's the devil's intention, right? Steal, kill, slaughter, and destroy. Let's not sugarcoat this, people. We're in a battle for all of eternity, and God's put purpose and destiny on your life. People are counting on you to close the gap, to fulfill the calling on your life. But it will not happen unless you make a choice. So you cannot be conformed to the pattern of this world. There is not one area on that wheel of life or that you've identified today that the word of God does not have counsel and wisdom to speak into your circumstance. Now, is there a verse in the Bible that says thou shalt eat less carbs and more green veggies? No, but there is a verse that says your body is the temple of the living God. So there's nothing, major area of your life that the word of God does not have counsel. And so the first step is you've got to get leverage. The second step is you've got to recognize the pattern and then break it. So, so what do you do? One, you've got to identify it, right? Look at your life and if around this one area, what pattern do you have? There might be a core belief that you have around this. Like instead of I can and it must and I must change it, and it must change, you might have a belief that says it'll never change. Some of you, you, you have this thing on repeat that says, I'm going to die young like everybody else in my family. Wow. Some of you have this belief that I don't deserve a healthy relationship. A belief that I'm always going to be overweight. A belief that I will always live paycheck to paycheck. A belief that God cannot use me because I'm not good enough. Satan is a liar. Those beliefs are going to hold you back, and most of those, they're lies, straight from the pit of hell. They're going to pull you down a path to destruction. Your life's not going to get better. It's going to go from bad to worse because you allowed the devil to reign in your mind. And so you've got to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So first step is you've got to acknowledge it, right? Identify what those patterns are because they're all part of this pattern of the world. And then the second thing you've got to do is you've got to break it. And we're going to kind of walk through an exercise here, but when I say break the pattern, listen, there's psychologists and self-help gurus all over the planet telling you, just think positive and it'll change. Guess what? It doesn't work. You know what works? You take, it's okay, take some of their tools if you want. That's good. But then add the power of the living God that is living on the inside of you. Pray over it by the blood of Jesus. I break, I annihilate this pattern of my life. Because the world, any pattern of this world has nothing on the blood of Jesus, the spirit of God. You do, you have to believe that. It can't just be a, a, a little Bible story in class that you heard when you were a kid. No, no, you've got to stake your life on. It can change, it must change. I must change it now by the 
Spirit of God on the inside of me. I mean, I love the song we sang earlier. Fear has to go. Pain has to go. Freedom comes. See, we have an unfair advantage over the rest of the world that's trying to get free from all this crap that's holding them back. And we have the advantage. We can break those patterns. And so we're literally going to walk through a little exercise momentarily here where you can say, you know what? Here's what I would encourage you to do. Some of these things you need to, after you write them down, you need to talk about them out loud and say, it's like, for instance, if you say, I'm not worthy of love. Go ahead, write it down. Write down all the thoughts you have about I'm not worthy of love. Rip it up, set it on fire, whatever you, whatever feels good to you. But then make a confession over it and literally say, God, I am a child of the most high king. Believing that I am not worthy of love is a contradiction to your word. It is a lie straight from the pit of hell and I will not allow it to have any space or authority in my life. By the blood of Jesus, by the word of my testimony, I break that power of my life right now. I mean, in Matthew, God talks about, I've given you the keys of life and death, the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth is gonna be bound in heaven. Whatever loose on earth be loosed in heaven. See, he gave you power. But you've got to take it back and you've got to utilize it to break these things. So break the pattern. Then step three is, once you get leverage, you identify, break the pattern, then you've got to establish a new pattern, a new empowering way of thinking and being. Hmm, where could we get a new empowering way of thinking, of living, of being? You will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that happens through the word of God. There's a great verse in Hebrews 4.12, reminds us of the power of that word. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. See, the word doesn't just expose those things. Because how many realize you, you got some things that need exposing? They need held up to the light so that they can be stripped of their power. But as long as they're hidden, they're never get, as long as they're hidden and ignored and denied, they can never be healed. You can never have that freedom as long as you're sticking their head in the sand and acting like they don't exist. So today's an exercise to say no, no more, no more. We bring them into the light. We strip them of their power. And we allow the spirit of God, the power of God to bring transformation and freedom and a new way of thinking, a new way of being. And that's what the transformation of your mind, we'll be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And so again, every single area of your life that you've identified that one area, the word of God has counsel on that. The word of God has wisdom on that. And if you'll grab hold of that and begin to rehearse that, instead of rehearsing those broken, stinking ways of thinking, guess what? Your life will begin to change. Some of you, you just need to like clean slate your language because you've been beating yourself up and leading yourself. You've been holding yourself back in so many ways. And if you begin to speak about yourself the way God's word speaks about you, you will begin to experience a level of freedom you've never known before. How many want freedom in your life? If so, say yes. yes. This is the process. Get leverage. What did Paul say? Get, he got leveraged through. If you want to be able to test and approve what God's good, pleasing, perfect will, hey, you can't get that without your transformation. Listen, you will never close the gap 
without your own transformation. Just can't happen. And so this is the process. And so you're gonna pull out that sheet now and I'm gonna walk you through a process rather than saying, hey, here's a great message. Let me pray for you, amen, and bye-bye. I'm gonna give you some work right now something tangible that you can grab hold of. If you do not have that sheet that says close the gap at the top of it, that it's all folded up, raise your hand. We've got ushers coming down every hour here. They'll give you pens and a paper. Everybody needs a sheet. Like everybody in the room needs a sheet. Like you can't share with the spouse. Everybody needs a sheet. So there's some over here, guys. Move quickly if you can, please. Thank you, thank you. Um, Gentlemen and ladies, sorry, we have ladies passing out too. Um, Everybody needs one of these. And make sure you have a pen too. They've got extra pens if you don't have one. And... So I'm kind of done preaching now, and now we're going to do this work, and we're going to pray, and we're going to seal it, and we're going to believe God to do miracles. How many would like to walk out here feeling like instead of the gap that we have seeming impossible and insurmountable, how many would like to walk out of here with like tools and a vision of closing the gap that makes it feel easy? Yeah? Yeah. So we're going to do that. We're literally going to walk through this. So stick your hand up high. I think we got most of the people. See, the transformation doesn't come without a commitment to the process, right? A little strapped on time here. Well, not strapped on time. We got plenty of time to do this right. I was going to have my push-up people do another 10 push-ups, but I don't want to distract you. Everybody stand up for a second. Just stand up. Um, Jump four times, five times. There you go. Good. Some of you are totally cheating. Give three people a high five and then sit back down. An energetic high five. An energetic high five. If you want to shout a little bit, go right ahead. Say, whoa, and sit back down. All right. Sit back down in that energy. Keep that energy, okay? And then get ready to write. And here's what we're going to do. Hey, James, can you hand me one of those sheets? Is there an extra one up there? That's all right. Put those questions up on the board. They got them? Okay, you can get yourself another sheet there, James. Sorry. James is one area is about how to close the gap on cardio. This is one area. All right, I'm going to time this. Okay, guys? You're going to give about three minutes on each of these areas. Do not unfold that paper. You're cheating. Stop it. Um, step one, right? Actually, you do have to unfold it to get more space to write on step one. Step one, here's what I want you to write. Okay, so look at me, look at me, look at me. The gap, right? This is where I'm at. This is where I want to be. Some of you, it feels like over here. Some of you feel like it's way over here, right? Okay, so this here, where you want to be, this is what you're going to write about in step one, okay? What's your ultimate target? What are the results you're committed to achieving this area of your life? Be specific, okay? What do you want if it's your health? What do you want if it's your finances? What do you want if it's your spiritual destiny and calling? What do you want if it's a relationship? Be specific. What does level 10, right? The wheel of life. What does level 10 satisfaction and fulfillment look like in your life? And I'm gonna time you, and this is what I want want you to write. I want you to keep the pen on the paper and don't stop. Write whatever comes to your mind. Nobody else is looking at this. This is for you, okay? And so I want you to write and be specific. What what does the people, what does it look like around you? Literally, when you're at level 10, 
What do people think about you? What do they say about you? What do you have to believe in order to get to this level 10? What are the new ways you think and live? And so I want you to write, let's do it now. Put that pen to paper and don't bring it up. Write that ultimate target that you have in your life. If you're not writing, you're totally missing out. This is a powerful exercise. You've still got time. Grab a piece of paper. Start writing. that pen to paper, keep writing. How do you feel when you get there? What's your family life like? What's your business like? What's the level of intimacy you have with your heavenly father? How does it feel to live into that level 10? your life look like around you? The energy, the health, the vitality that you have on a daily basis, the money in your bank, the joy in that relationship, the depth of connection with Abba Father, knowing his will, write as detailed as you can, get specific. Step two, you're gonna jump to the bottom of that page. You're gonna jump to the bottom of that page and you're gonna write, what is your, okay, so the visual, look, we're back over here now. Maybe back it up over to here because I don't want you, you might embellish a little bit here. On what is the current reality? What is the pain you are experiencing because it's reality? Because you've made that change over there, you made it optional. Where are you currently at? What are the results you're getting? What is the frustration that you're currently experiencing in your life? What are the opportunities that you're missing? What beliefs hold you in this place? That's an important one. What beliefs hold you in this place where you don't want to be, where you're not able to serve God at the level you want, where you're not able to impact other people? What's held you here? Those beliefs that have held you back. When you talk about struggle, what's the struggle? What's the fear that has held you in this place? 
It's the fear that says, well, if I get over to where I wanna be, this is what might happen. This is what I might lose. What are those words from family members growing up that you still hear echoing in your head that says you always have to stay here? The example that you've seen maybe in other relationships of you're, you're gonna end in divorce. What is it for you? pen to paper, keep it, find that pain. What happens if you stay here? You might wanna drop that in there. If you, if you stay right here, if that change is an option, this is, this is how it plays out. These are the people that are hurt. These are the missed opportunities. seconds here. Right quick. Okay. Looking up here. We've identified first where we want to be right? And we've said, this is where we are. And we've got the pain of what's here and what happens if we stay here. Now, step three, how do we close the gap? You, you know in your heart what you need to do already. So what I want to ask you to do now is write it down. How do you, what beliefs do you have to change? What do you have to believe in order to close this gap? What massive action, to, to Rhonda's point, when she used that language, what massive action do you need to take to get from here to there? Don't think, don't qualify, don't, don't think, just right, 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 right now. What do you have to do to get from here to there? To create a life that you love, to fulfill the life that God created you for, that life of abundance and joy. Smile while you write, because this is power because you are taking back your power because you're saying, all right, God, same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is living on the inside of me. I've got a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. These things aren't impossible. What I'm writing is going to be what I do. I will close the gap. I must close the gap by the spirit of God on the inside of me, by the power of the blood of Jesus. I will, I must, we can close this gap. Write it down. What do you need to do? Let, your, let the Spirit of God speak to you in this moment. What do you need to do? Some of you, there's some surface things that you'd like to say, well, I need to do this or that. But some of you, you need to go back and forgive somebody before you can close that gap. Some of you, you want to close the money gap. 
and it's not your business plan. Some of it's your obedience and your tithe and your offering. Been robbing God, you're not gonna close that gap. Some of you have been believing a lie that you don't have time, you don't have time, you don't have time, and you do have time. You need to close the gap by stop making excuses. Do what I know God's asked me to do. No more excuses. What do you need to do? Write it down. What do you need to believe to close that gap? What will be required of you? feel the atmosphere in this room change. Spirit of God is speaking and moving through them pens on paper right now. Miracles are taking place right now because the breakthrough is not actually doing it. The breakthrough is the decision that you're going to do it. And you've got the advantage because you've got the Spirit of God living on the inside of you, able to do for you what you cannot do for yourself. Time's up. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to envision that place, that ultimate target. And on the count of three, I would like you to stand up and celebrate. Now again, this does not qualify people. Don't be lame. I know you're right for 15 minutes. This does not qualify. Woohoo. Don't be a loser, okay? Yes, I did say that in church. You are a champion. So stand up and celebrate like a champion, okay? On the count of three, I would like you to celebrate like that there. It's already become a reality. One, two, three, stand up and celebrate.